Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to The Back Pew. My name's Nick. I'm here along with Justin and Caesar, and today we sit down and talk about the idea of discernment as seen in Scripture. But we also follow a few roads in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 to discuss the idea of being careful who you follow. And remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and hit that plus button so you can know every time we upload a new episode to Spotify or Apple. Thanks again for tuning in. Enjoy the show. So uh, it's, I don't know, it's difficult sometimes as a believer to be watching these kinds of things and be like, oh man, that's great that he's changed his point of view and I like some of the things he has to say. And then maybe he, I might listen to something and go, oh yeah, maybe that's true. And I right. don't look it up and I don't take the time to figure out if it's right or wrong. Right. And then just blindly follow. And I think that's also a problem, uh, you know, that some people may or may not have. I don't know. So, what are we talking about tonight? What, what you got over there? Well, I was going to say, what's your, I, gonna, I thought you had a good joke for today. Uh, I was going to see if you had yeah, anything good. Well, do you have a good joke just nah, off the top of your head? Well, you know. Make uh, it look one up. No, I can tell you, uh, my dad, uh, he decided to take a juggling course this summer, mm. but he dropped it. <laughs> mm. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. That's okay. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you so, any good your mom jokes? No. Okay. No, no. So what are we talking about, Nick? No, What's I was asking you what no, we talking know, about. I know, I know. But we kind of we kind of went back and forth today, right? So yeah, we, we were kind of trying to figure out what it is we were going to really settle on. Right. And so we, we kind of dropped on the discernment uh, yeah. topic. Because I think it falls into that category we kind of we kind of discussed before. But, uh, you know, of course, we didn't. We did, we're not going to uh, just. We've discussed this topic before, right? The idea of of spiritual gifts, um, but w- the the topic of discernment, I think, is a really important uh, aspect of Christianity. It's one we don't practice. Just like one we don't practice is self control, right? We don't mm-hmm. we don't practice self control, self discipline, right? It's one of those things that you know it's it's kind of forgotten. Like, how do we know what's right and wrong? How do we know uh, what's good and evil? How do we know what um, what we're supposed to do. Right. Um, so a good example of this is, uh, like on Sunday, I taught this class, uh, from Matthew chapter seven. And, uh, the, I got to the end of that chapter. We'll kind of, we'll kind of go back and grab some context in a minute. But, um, what I do want to say is that I think that passage is, is talking about the, is really honing in on the idea of discernment, not only the idea of discernment, but, but, but the idea of doing right. Um, because we we do have this problem in modern Christian culture, uh, where you go to church to be entertained, right? You go mm-hmm. to church uh, to hear a sermon. You go to church uh, not necessarily to be built up, but to fill up your spiritual feelings, right? Or your you know feel good about yourself, right? We have a lot of. You know, I think it's mostly there. a lot of that because I mean sometimes you can go to the churches and. You know the sermon is going on, yeah, and people are playing with their hair. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the walls, so there's not even there. I think it's just the, the, the thing of just saying, "Oh yeah, I want a church." Yeah, and what do they talk about? I have no idea. And look, this may but sound like, there. It's all yeah, good. I mean, like this this sound this might sound like a little bit of judgment, but but a lot of times I, I feel like there's um, I feel like there's people that 
their faith is powered on emotion. And it comes from that. It comes from, it comes from the entertainment aspect, right? Like it's a spectator sport, right? Not mm-hmm. an actual thing we're supposed to participate in. But I think the New Testament teaches something different than that, right? I think the New Testament teaches that we're supposed to go there to build up, right? The mm-hmm. body to equip the saints, right? It talks about that in Ephesians chapter four. And there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who just go to church. Well, one, so they can check the boxes, right? Like if you, if you're in a really strict legal legalistic version of Christianity, you're just going there to check boxes because you feel guilty that you're not going, or you feel guilty that you're, uh, that you're not, that you're not a part of it. I don't or know. Whatever I mean, it might wanna, be because whatever you, you wanna, just want to be a good person, right? right? Whatever so, you want to call it. But there's a lot of, there's a lot, what I'm saying is there's a lot of fake, people out there. Sure. There's a lot of people who might go to church because they feel guilty that they didn't go to church, right? Or that mm-hmm. they might receive judgment from another Christian who does go to church. Right now I'm I'm not saying this is every church or every circumstance. I'm just saying there are there are places out there where, you know, oh, why weren't you at church on Sunday? Or uh, you know, I mean we kinda we kinda do the same thing, but we're we hold we know each other and we hold each other accountable. And I understand that's different. <clears throat> but sometimes people feel guilt tripped into going to church. Like if I don't go to church um, I'm not good with God, right? If I don't show up and sit in a pew, I'm not good with God. Is but that, is that, is, that all a pers- is that a person feeling or is that because they're getting um, questioned I, by other, by other family members or well, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. There might be some pressure there, right. To, to deal with, but uh, there also might be like, you know, sometimes people get into habits and rituals and routines and it becomes a habit, a ritual routine, and they forget why they were really there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They forget, why did I start coming here? Right? Like, why, why? I mean, like, another question we could ask is like, why, why, why do we, why do we sit, why do we meet every Sunday night? Is there a purpose? Is there a reason that we come together and meet for family group? I mean, I think there is, right? We're not just there, but we're there for spiritual encouragement. We're there for uh, a deep discussion. We're there for building up. Yeah, I think I think for family group stuff, I think it's more of a building up, mm-hmm. right? Equipping kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the, I would say that at least that's how I I mean what I get out of it. I don't know if that's that's the appropriate thing to say, but I mean, you know, when you get into like the the church and and you're actually in Sunday, right, doing that, you're you're taking in, right, but you're not giving necessarily. You know what I mean? Unless you're the pastor right. on the top, you're you're the one giving the sermon. You're giving out what you took in, and you're giving it to everybody else. Right. But I think whenever you're in a smaller group, it's more of a setting where uh, you're getting to know somebody else, and like, how can I help? You know, and oh, they got this going on. Oh, I, I did that happened to me once before, right? right? Yeah, um, yeah. which I think is thing. is more. I think I think is supposed to be more personalized than we make it sometimes. Sure, like like I. I you know, and, and I don't, this is, you know, nobody's fault. It's just tradition, the way, we, the way tradition has felt. It's like, you know, you go to, you go to a service and you, you know, really the only way, you know, I mean, in, in my, in my understanding, you know, if you are a follower of Jesus and you have, you know, been going to church and been a part of it, it's your job to participate, right? If you, it should be, worship should be the out, the, the overflow Right. Worship should be the idea of like all week I've been taking in all week. I've been learning all week. I've been struggling all week. Mm -hmm. I've been, but 
God was still there through my struggles, through my trials, through my hardships, right? And now I'm coming to together with the body to what are you giving me a weird face for? No, I'm just thinking. You're, that's that's a uh, you're not even looking at me. You're just looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to know what the neighbors do. He's no. really interesting what he's doing, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he he took his never mind I'm not gonna go there because the poor guy I'm not gonna pick on him he's doing all right he's doing he's living his best life man leave him alone <laughs> yeah I think that guy has a husband too yeah he's clearly living his best life <laughs> clearly he's spraying out his gutter no well no, that wasn't his gutter at first I mean you were thinking but you was that what you were looking at making that funny face for well, I mean okay fine if we're gonna go there he dumped his trash can out. And hosed it off, and now he's hosing whatever was in the trash can down the uh, the, the, the sidewalk yeah. in the gutter. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Well, it is trash. It, well, apparently it goes in the sidewalk and gutter. Dead. Maybe stop my train of thought. You were looking out the window. You're making sorry. a funny face. You know the other and thing. I'm like, I, what did I say? Well, the other thing that kind of I know I'm going to derail you for just okay, a second. But if you look at like the discernment uh, aspect of it that you texted me, I was thinking about how. Uh, an example is, is, I don't know. I've watched Jordan Peterson. I think he's, he's an interesting character. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the last couple of years, I would say that he's changed from an atheist point of view to one that believes in God. And then he's almost gone as far as to say that he might be a Christ follower. Mm. Right. And then, or you look at, uh, there's a couple other characters in, uh, like Andrew Tate, who is clearly not a believer, right? He said, he even says it in some of his videos. He doesn't he's, believe that there's a, believer a God. Now. And then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden he believes that there's a God, yeah. right? So I but, think he went from Christianity to what's the Muslim Muslim. Now, right. Yeah. But it's really interesting to me because if you watch these characters, there's quite a few of them that are doing the same sort of thing mm-hmm. where they switch. They're like, well, I believe this. And then now I'm switching. I'm, I'm this mm-hmm. now. And so for me, when I was thinking of discernment, I was like, well, when you're listening to these people, you have to be able to go, what are they saying that's true? What are they saying that's right. not true? And uh, I think that's one of the harder things to do. Uh, well, that's nice. At least he's trying to pick it up. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, when you, <laughs> it's just too distracting. Like, who does that? This guy. That guy does it. <laughs> that, guy not, does, that not, guy does it. You're not from around here, are you, boy? No. Nope. <laughs> that I was a new guy around here. No, it's him. No. Anyway, so I was just thinking about like, okay, like for most people that are watching YouTube videos or watching or listening to different podcasts throughout the day, mm-hmm. right? How do they know that what they're listening to or what they're getting is good information? Right. Right. And uh, I think. You know, in in Matthew seven, mm-hmm. right? I believe it does talk about uh, how to know. How do you know somebody? How will you know they're good? Right. 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 Yeah. Because beware of false prophets who come come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. Right. Right. You'll know them by their fruits. Don't men gather grapes from uh, from? Do men gather uh, grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Right. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree can bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by the fruits, you will know them. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, I don't know, it's difficult sometimes as a believer to be watching these kinds of things and be like, oh man, that's great that he's changed his point of view mm-hmm. and I like some of the things he has to say. And then maybe he, I might listen to something, and go, oh yeah, maybe that's true. And I right. don't look it up and I don't take the time to figure out if it's right or wrong. Right. And then just blindly follow. And I think that's also a problem, uh, you know, that some people may or may not have. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we get influenced by the people we listen to, um, is essentially what Jesus is saying. If you go back all the way to chapter one, mm-hmm. he, or all the way to chapter, the end, beginning of chapter seven, verse one, you know, he talks about judging. He's like, don't judge people for their problems when you have your own problems to deal with, because it was an action of the, you know, the Pharisees that are doing there. He says, but what you can do is you need to be a seeker, right? Like you told him in 633, 7 through 12, he tells them, look, you don't just take what they say, right? Right. It's it's never good to just to just buy into what everybody says, right? It's never good to just say, it's like, well, oh, this guy said this or this guy said that. He seems like really, he's really smart so and charismatic and, you know, so he's going to, he, so I'm going to listen to what he has to say. I'm going to do what he has to do, right? So... But that's not always a good thing, right? Because can, that guy may not be doing things that are good, right? Mm-hmm. His behavior might not be good influential behavior. And so, so you run into this problem. And then think about that on a religious scale, right? Like how many, how many, you know, uh, how many religious teachers, Christian teachers are, are teaching a gospel that is contrary, <laughs> that is contrary to the gospel? <laughs> like how right. many people are taking that and using it for their own benefit? How many people are taking that just to, to suck money into their churches? How many, you know, I mean, there, there's a number of them, right? You got, you got something. I'm just thinking got, of the name of that guy. I mean, I can't. Uh, we'll we'll name drop him. No name uh, drop. I, I know. There was a, there's that, there, there's that, uh, evangelist preacher guy that, uh, that flies around his private jets and stuff. Oh, the like one that. in Texas. Yeah. 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 We, the crazy looking demon guy. Yeah, he's insane. Right. Oh. But it's like, wow, I can't believe so many people are following him and giving him money. He's wild. Yeah. He's like, COVID-19, I'll spit on you. You seen that video? <laughs> yeah, and then they made like a spoof of it, right? And it they're like, hilarious. <laughs> you know? And it's like, and they, it's it's so funny. It's And it's like, but it's like, this guy really believes what he's doing. He's no, crazy. He just full yeah. on believes that he. Or maybe he doesn't. And he's just, and he's really just. Really good at it. Yeah. He's just really good actor. And that's what I'm saying. It's it, Well, then that's what I was kind of bringing up with the, with the fact that like, these people that you follow or that you watch, you just yeah. have to be very careful. Yeah, yeah. that's why whenever they, I mean, it depends on what they're talking about, but if they're talking about, you know, you got to do your own research yeah. based on what they say, you know? Yeah. And from there, you have to divide, you have to develop your own opinion and your own thoughts because we can't just blindlessly go. It's like they're, that's saying, if they jump off a cliff, you're going to do it. Yep. I'm just going to follow him and well, just do well, what they say. Well, those thoughts should match the moral values of mm-hmm. God. Right. I think is essentially what you should boil it down to. Is, does, you, does it match the morality that God teaches? And if it doesn't, then maybe I need to check myself. And then you have to read it because, I mean, I remember I, I stated that I was listening to some of these preachers and then you were like, well, you're listening, but are you researching to to form your own opinion? Yeah. Are you reading to see if what he's stating is true? Who knows what book he's reading and those words can, can be false. Mm-hmm. So it... It comes down to you have to go in and do your own research and then form your own opinion. Just like right now that we're talking about this, I was actually looking at some verses on, you know, on the app. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is what you need to be doing. You need to be researching it and put into practice what you read. And then if there's something that you kind of feel conflicted of, seek guidance from those, you know, who 
you trust and yeah. are in the word and and that's how you 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 follow in his footsteps eventually yeah. Yeah, and you, like I said, yeah, I mean, you you know, you, you got to be you got to be really really careful nowadays. I mean, there's you know these these guys are almost like salesmen, and some of our guys are almost like salesmen too. You know, some of the more the conservative, more conser- theologically conservative guys, you know, are kind of like salesmen too. They're trying to get you to buy into an idea. But and, and here's what I'll say that I, I I don't think for anything that an idea determines your salvation, but that idea can determine the direction that you mm-hmm. go. Right. Yeah. So when you look at a passage like Matthew seven, 13 through 21, when he's talking there, he's saying who you let lead you will ultimately determine your destination. Right. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the idea. If you let these, these Pharisees and these guys who are consider themselves great teachers of the law. Yeah. If you let them lead you, they're going to lead you down a wrong path because again, what he's doing is contrasting man's will with God's will all throughout that right. whole chapter. Well, I mean, you can, you can also state that, that those guys were also adding to God's word because mm-hmm. he even says that you're just making up human rules. Matthew 15 is a good example of that. Yeah. Matthew what? 15. Matthew 15. Mm-hmm. And that's where he says, why do your disciples not, uh, wash their hands wash before their they hands. eat, but yeah, that yeah. was a Levitic. That was a law for Levitical priests. It was for the priests only. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't a. It wasn't for everybody. But at the same time, the way that they were twisting it was so that it was in their benefit. Yeah. So they could control right. people. It was a right? control. If, thing. if you don't wash your hands, you're not holy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're not yeah. pure. Yeah. And then it, you you're setting yourself up to be better than that other person, so that they have to look to you for the answer. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just a mental yeah. game. And and it's not like everybody had a copy of the Torah they could just go and read. Where right. they heard the Torah was in synagogue. Right. And they would read it to them. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't even get to look at it. Right. They read it to them. Right. Um, but then Jesus confirm. Jesus would confirm. Like he'd say, "You've heard. You've heard this before." But but their interpretation or whatever they say, they had this big book. You ever heard of the Mishnah? This big giant book, right? And okay. these, the the teachers in the early, I think it started in the somewhere in the four hundreds BC. They had uh, religious teachers take all the laws out of the Torah, all six hundred and thirteen laws, and they put it in this book. You've never heard of this? No, I thought there was three hundred and twelve. I thought there were six hundred thirteen. Now I'm going to Google it. Uh, you Google I it. I can't remember. Um, there, I, I think there were six hundred thirteen with some other things, but there were a lot. And what they would do. Is they would write these, they would write each generation of teacher would write their interpretation of what that yeah, law three, meant. 613, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 613. Yeah. Yeah. And they would write their interpretation of what that law meant. Okay. And then another teacher would come along and out of context write what his interpretation of that law. And so you have this big distorted understanding of what the laws actually meant when Jesus comes. Because there's a there's a period of time between between the last prophet, which I think was Malachi, right? And, and, and Jesus, which is a period of about 430 years, which was the same, almost the exact to the date, same period of time that the Egyptians were, or that the Jews were in exile in the Exodus. And I think Babylon, right? Babylon too. It's about between 400, 400, about 400 years. Babylon was, uh, 72. Babylon was 72. So that was the only one. But, but, uh, Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so you have you have uh, you have these interpretations, mm-hmm. right? Till the pro- till John comes and starts preaching in the wilderness, of, you know, 42. repentance. Okay. Um, you 42. have forty-two. Forty-two. What? The years in Babylon. Oh, okay. I was wrong on that one. Something like that. There was another period in time too, it was about four hundred years, and I can't remember what it was. Right. Um, but it wasn't Babylon. It was something else. Yeah. So, sorry, seventy years. Seventy years. Yeah. 
Jeremiah twenty nine ten. Right. Sorry. So, um, th- these exile periods have long period. The long periods they didn't have a prophet. Well, right? there was even long periods where they didn't even have the Torah, right? Because if you look at if you look at uh, was it not Hezekiah, Ezra, was, Nehemiah? Well, I think, right? No, I'm talking about in in uh, well, in Second Kings uh, Chronicles. There's a king and he's like, uh, they, they're, they're cleaning up the temple and he's young. He's like, uh, 18, oh, something like oh, that. Oh. And they're cleaning up the temple and they're like, oh, Hey, we found this book and let's read it. And they're, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. This is, this is the Torah. And then they're like, oh man, we're, we're so evil. I can't believe we've been doing this stuff. Let's all fix everything. Right. And so then the kid's like, all right, well, we're going to put all the money back in the temple. Like it's supposed to be, and we're going to repent. We're going to try to do what's right. So God doesn't bring the curses on us. Like, like he says in the book. So then they do all those things and then they find a prophetess, right? And some prophetess comes and she goes, Hey, uh, well, I, we realize God realizes that you repented and you're, you're doing what's right in his eyes. However, it's too late. What? Yeah. Yep. I can't remember which, uh, which prophet, which, uh, I thought it was Hezekiah. Is it Hezekiah? No. Is it? Is that the beginning of Hezekiah? Man, no wonder I I like that guy. (laughs) I think of what is he in 21? Chapter 21. Yeah, 21, uh, 22. 21, 22. <clears throat> uh, yeah, anyways. Um, so you have these long periods of time where God doesn't speak this, this long. There, and there's essentially two, right? There's the period of time in the Exodus that I that I know for sure, and there's a period of time between the last prophet and Jesus. Anyways, my whole point was in those periods of time, those people had lost their identity, especially in Egypt, um, in Egypt, Josiah, Josiah, second Kings that, 22. You know, that was my initial thought was it started with a I'm J sorry, and then I, I was like, I yeah. knew it's a, uh, John, I, yeah. I mean, he was eight years old when he became King. Yeah. 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 Uh, he did right with in the eyes of the Lord. He came to path on, on the 18th year of King Josiah that, uh, they, they found it. That's what it was. That's cool. So anyway, you're telling sorry. me that there's a period in time where there's no Bible, there's no Torah, there's no guidance. Yeah, during yeah. kings, yeah, because really? they, if, whenever they decided to do evil, they were they went all out doing, <laughs> and they evil. were just doing evil. There was no guidance. Whatever they wanted to do, there Everyone was no did. Bible before Moses. There was no there was no ancient writings. It, it was, was all just, oral. It was all oral, or, and then the oral only history. people who had it were the the priests. But what? But, but and they what would read orals, it to everybody. What oral? So like, was it? This is all before Christ, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It would okay. be like if we didn't if we lived in a society without books, right? Without and books. Your and your grandmother would sit around sit around and tell you the stories of her father and her father's father and the history of your people and why you're doing what you're doing. And that's how you would find your identity as an individual was your, the oral history would be said. It wouldn't be necessarily written down. I mean, maybe in caves, right? Oh yeah. You wouldn't be written down of like a a guide kind of, of how people know. I mean, we don't have, we don't have any record of the Torah and we don't have any record of anything before Moses writes Genesis and begins to tell the story of, of the creation of man and the history of of yeah. God's people, and Moses right? is actually compiling <laughs> and and then, okay, and how, ancient uh, yeah, stories. how is he compiling it? Then? So it's, because he was he was a prince, yeah, Moses right? was a prince. Okay, he was a prince in Egypt. Yes, so yeah. he had access to all those ancient writings. He's very very so he's very very well, well read and very well educated. So, so where did these knew. writings come from, though? Just 
from the past, from people doing oral yeah. and then, oral communication. So it's like if you're we're doing oral communication, I decide to write this down what yep. you're stating. Yep. yep. And, yep. Then, and then and then, then it's in an story. archive somewhere right. that Moses comes across, right. and then now he starts to put it into he's putting mm-hmm. it together. into this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why whenever you read Genesis, you'll hear, and this is the account of so and so, and then that. That when he says that it's the previous verses above that he's that's the person's account that they right. said. Does it right. does it state that in the Bible the account? Like yeah, it'll say okay. it says so and so's account. Gonna start reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta start reading. <laughs> yeah, We're listening. I'm, yeah, they, right. It was, it's really neat because of this. The scribe comes to the king, and he says, "Yeah, your servants have emptied out the silver that was found in the house. Give it to him in the hand of the workmen." And uh, look, we found we found it. We found the the the, and they started reading it to the king. The king heard, hears the words of the Torah, the scroll, and he tears his clothes, and he can, he commands them, uh, right, go go inquire uh, of God for me, uh, for the people and all the Judah, the worlds of the uh, and all and what was in the scroll, uh, for great is the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. So right, because he was afraid, because he's like, oh shoot, we've so been doing all this those lady things. that came out and said, uh, that's so this was wonderful. This, this was a uh, prophetess, like, right? So. Yeah. So then he sends he sends to find out what what God has to say, right? Because he's concerned. Because then mm-hmm. when you read the Torah, there's a lot of times where they inquire of God, and so he was trying to inquire of God. So they were trying to find somebody who could do that, and so oh. they found the prophetess, right? And she says uh, she said to them, "Thus says God, uh, Adonai, the God of Israel, tell that man that you sent me." Thus says Adonai, behold, I'm bringing disaster on this place, on its inhabitants, and, and all the world of this, in uh, all the words of the scroll that king of Judah read. For they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods in order to provoke me with all the work of their hands. Therefore, my wrath has been kindled against this place and will not be quenched. Right? So he's mm-hmm. like, nope, I don't care if you guys are, because you guys have gone too far as a nation. Yeah. Right. That's why I keep saying, I don't know, I might have mentioned it. There is a there is a collective guilt of a nation that can take place. Right. If as as things progress, as things go further down the wrong path, Mm -hmm, as we as we continue to allow things to come in that are just not godly. Right. And we just oh, well, it's okay. You know, it's just this one thing. Right. And it just it's it's a slippery slope fallacy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it just continues to slippery slope down the road. And then pretty soon. Yeah, there's no saving you. You've you've gone too far. Yeah. So, so is that what happened so, with that that city, that nation? They 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 were gone well, too yeah, far. Well, yeah, I mean that's what we're talking about is the yeah, Israelites. Right? They just so, went too far. So yeah. to come full circle so, and bring us back out of the rabbit hole. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I have one question. No, it's okay. No, maybe, it's all good. Maybe it's all maybe all good. Fair. No, what was no, no, your no. question? I want another question. No, can okay. you take What's your question? question? What, one, and then one you can dig it out of the dig us out. All right, let's dig. We'll dig it out in a minute. Go ahead. So, is the city like? Does it really go lost? Like, yeah, there's completely no, destroyed. Uh, how did it get destroyed? Is uh, it Babylon? Is it that story? Well, where the Assyrians took took the the northern half of uh, Israelites' nation, and Babylon took the other. And that's the only way that they were. That's able how to God be saved. I mean, right. That's that how God, God's re, that way of resetting. Yeah, that was God's wrath. Isn't that not the? Is that the same story where that the lady looks back and she turns into stone? Is that no, the, no, no, that's no, a different. No. Way? That's a different. Is that story. another city that also was too right. too far it, gone too to far be gone. saved? Yes. Yeah. So everybody has to, So everyone has to. That's Genesis. Be gone then. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily, right? Because in 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 Sodom and Gomorrah, there, Abraham asked God multiple times. Will you will you destroy the city if there's like one good man or one good person? Yeah. Or, uh, right. He starts out with fifty, and then he keeps asking, uh, you know, uh, the angel, 
right? Uh, are you, you know, if it's like, you know, if it's 45, are you sure? Excuse me, Lord. I mean, I know that you're more, more powerful and I'm not, but you know, if I ask one more time, if there's 20 people, will you destroy the whole city? Mm-hmm. And then God's like, no, if there's 20 people, we'll leave the city alone. Well, and they, oh, they get down to like, I think 10. Was it 10? 10 Why? Good because people? they just can't find well, that no, no, many no, good no, people? No, 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 because he's just asking. He's like begging for the city not to be destroyed. But he said 20, and then now right, what's he got, 10? Why, he, why does it going, keep going lower? Because he keeps asking God. Abraham keeps asking God. Like, oh, how, how far will you go, God? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, how, okay, how far if you, will you go? Okay, right? you it's said 20. Of, like, it's like what saying... If we say, what if we say 10? Is 10 okay? See what I'm saying? It's like a little kid asking dad, hey, dad, you know, if I just have like one cookie, is that okay? And you're like, no, you can eat like a quarter of the cookie. Well, what if I eat like just half of the cookie? Okay. Right? Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Kind of something like that. So that's the interaction between Abraham and uh, God at that point, right? Okay. So but then what happens is then obviously uh, the the angels go to go get to go to Lot's house to see how bad it actually is. Okay. And the people the townspeople go and they basically say, Hey, we're gonna rape you. And then the angels are like, What? You're going to do what? Yeah. And then Abraham's, Abraham's like, no, don't do this. Uh, just come into my house. It's good. Don't worry about it. Just come over here. It's fine. And then the angels are like, look, they blind all the people outside. They come inside and they look. Obviously, this is as bad as what God said, right? So we're going to destroy the city tomorrow. So grab <laughs> grab uh, your wife and your kids yeah. and your kids' wives right. and whoever else that they may be related to and bring them with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, and his and then, daughter's husbands were like, you're just a crazy man. We're not going. Wow. So then, okay. so then he, the, so uh, that day when they're leaving their evening, when they're leaving, the angels grab their hands. Cause he keeps not wanting to leave. He grabs their hands and they just book it. Right. And then she turns around and looks, looks mm-hmm. back. Yeah. At the, right. At the, the, at the, at the city. Yeah. But it's not that she just looked back. You have to go to the new Testament to find out why she's looking back. Why is she looking? Back? She's looking back. Not because she wanted, she wanted to be a part of the city still. She wanted that. Oh, she still what? wanted that. Yeah. And that's why it's, she died. That's why yeah. she was a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. Cause she, it wasn't that, it wasn't that she turned and looked and disobeyed because she was looking. No, right. she turned and looked because she still wanted she that. Wanted yeah, that. She longed for what was there, right? Yeah. was kind of the idea. Wow. Sorry, that's so, a long rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a bad. long rabbit but hole. Thank you for another hey, rabbit hole. You know, I got, good thing I got a shovel and uh, we can dig out of this. <laughs> the, the whole point, the whole point that I, you know, I kind of fed into this, but the whole idea is that, that there's these periods of time where God does not talk to the people. And so the people begin to create their own will. And doing because, what they want yeah, to do. Because God is not, you know, bringing forth his will, saying his will, saying what he wants. And so the people are doing whatever they want, right? Right. And so that's why we see John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 3. He's, he's not only paving the way of Jesus, but he started a movement where he's calling the Jewish people back to pure and undefiled religion, right? Okay. Pure Which and undefiled, why, pure and undefiled Judaism. Which is why I think he had to be out in the wilderness, right? Cause it's right. like the wilderness is where they came from. That's, right. From nothing basically. Yeah. Like from there, the, he's yeah. saying, Hey, yeah. come back to right. me. Right. And there's been this long period, but they haven't heard a prophet in 400 years. Right. Right. When what? before before John starts preaching in the wilderness, they yes. haven't they haven't heard anything from God except for what was already written down 
from, and, and the, by, and those, by the prophet, yeah, right? yeah, and by all the people, those papers that they right? find. So they're, and they're, so, okay. they're starving for God. Like they're starving for God to speak to the people, right? And these religious teachers have control over everything, right? The fair, these Pharisees, these priests, these people that are in the temple, these people that are teaching the organizations that have been created and mm-hmm. split and divided, right? And they have control over these things. And so the people are starving for something. I, I mean, some people are starving for something new. That's why when Jesus teaches what he teaches in the Sermon on the Mount, right? So you go back to chapter five and he, and he attacks chapter five of what book? Matthew. Matthew. Okay. He attacks, he, he attacks the, the beliefs of the teachers, right? The, the teachings of the teachers. He says, you've heard it said, but I say to you, right? So he talks about murder. He talks about that basically takes the 10 commandments, mm-hmm. puts them in a book. And he says, you have heard this said, right? This is, you know, this is a commandment, mm-hmm. but I say to you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what God really wants, right? I'm yeah. telling you God's will, right? Right. Because you've been told the will of man, right? Which if you go all the way to chapter 15, he says, in vain do thee worship me teaching us, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So he nails this this idea there that the Pharisees have basically taken over and said, God's, you know, I, I'm I'm better at explaining God's will than God is. What? Right? And and I and I look and and they had put on this act of like, look at me, I'm so righteous. So go to chapter six, uh-huh. where he teaches that he he talks about the acts of righteousness, the things that a righteous person does. Okay. Right? Praying, giving, fasting. And, and right? that's on chapter six, you That's said? in chapter six. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew mm-hmm. chapter six, right? So so he talks about these three things that, that righteous people are doing. And then he basically tells them, look, you you have been told to do, you have seen things done this way. So first he said, he talks, he speaks to what they've heard. Then he speaks to what they see, right? And he speaks to the reason why they're seeing what they're seeing, right? You see, uh, you know, be careful of practicing your righteousness before, before men that you be may be noticed by them. Chapter six and verse yeah, right. one, right? Right. right. Yeah, so don't exactly do it to be it, seen yeah. by people. He tells them what the Pharisees do. Be careful not tells to them practice what he wants your to righteousness do. in front of others to be seen by them. Uh-huh. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. Cause yeah. you truly, you received it. Yeah. You received it right then. Right. When you're doing it right then and you're trying to show off to somebody else, you receive your word right then. Right. You're not going to get anything for it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You're not understanding? You're not so understanding. So like, like if, let's say, let's say um, I go to church. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm at church and uh, I'm wearing my suit and tie like we talked about yes, a couple like weeks we ago. I'm wearing my suit and tie. Hold on, pause, pause, pause. Go to read chapter six and verse 19 first. Okay. Uh, pause. Yeah. Fair. Okay. 19. And then you can okay. go on with what you were saying. It, it states treasures <laughs> in heaven. It said, uh, up to where? Uh, read 19 to 20. 19 to 20, okay. Yeah. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store, I'm going to read a little bit more. Keep going, that's fine. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? So yeah. basically what you're saying, what going back to the rabbit hole that I was kind of talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going back to your... Look, uh-huh. so like I'm at church, I'm wearing my suit and tie and I'm like, guess how many... Hey, look, I'm like, hey, guess how many people I saved last week? Can you believe it? I saved like five people. How many did you save? Okay. Man, I'm so good at saving people. <clears throat> God's blessed me. I'm amazing. 
Right? That's what we're talking about. Okay. That's yeah. what he was telling the they telling the people, don't be like that. Don't right. be like these people. Because what they were doing was they're going around in their beautiful robes because they know, oh, look, there's the priest. Oh, my goodness, there he is. Yeah, they're doing holy work, man. Man, he knows everything about God's word. He's so amazing. Right? And then the priest is like, yes. Yeah, yes, I, I know am. I am. Look I am what amazing. I've done, right? I mean, that's the problem. It's always a... It's Kiss always the ring. a Right. <laughs> well, I mean, when you break it down, it's always a uh, look what I did, not look at what God's doing uh, issue, right? Uh, and it's it's very interesting when you break it down like that because that's there's literally a lot of the issues that come about. It's always look at what I'm doing, not look at what God's doing, mm-hmm, kind of a thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's an attitude issue. Yeah. No, that's um. Yeah. So so chapter six, uh, he he tell he tells them, you know, okay. You will get your reward. You will. You have no reward with your Father in heaven if you do these things to be seen mm-hmm. by men, right? Okay. And he tells them, "Don't lay treasures in heaven, right? Don't, don't, don't store it for your. Don't do these things so that you build a bank in the wrong place, right? Right? You're building. If you build a bank, bank on earth, and you save up all this money, well, guess what? You can't take it with you when you die, right? Yeah. Right? You want to so yeah. you receive, you receive the, the reward for yeah. your hard work right where you are, right? right? But you need to do things. What that store that? Uh, store up your internal bank, right? Yeah. The rook and the pawn end up in the same box, right? The what? The rook or the king and the pawn end up in the same box at the end of the game. Right. That they do or they don't? They do. They end up in the same exact oh, box. Oh, the poor, it doesn't the, matter. Yeah, the, right? poor, the poor, the, the rich, rich, doesn't matter. You end up in the same you. box yes. at the uh-huh. end of the game, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Right. And so what God's saying is, hey, look, at the end of the game, if you're doing what... I'm telling you to be doing right, 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 and you're doing it in such a way where you're not trying to edify yourself, like yeah. trying to so show people what I look at what I did. Look last at me, week. Yeah. look at me. I'm so right, holy. and you're doing it for the right reason. It's for God and not for me. Yes, it's all God, not right. me. Yeah, then yeah, you, you're storing up a bank in heaven for yourself. Okay, so gotcha. I think there is there is treasures in heaven, right yes. there, and I believe there's something like seven different treasures that are mentioned throughout uh, the New Testament. Uh, but I mean, that could be another topic another at some rabbit point, hole. but yeah. there's in heaven. Yeah. There's, I th- believe there's about seven different ones that are mentioned, but anyway, so, so this is all building up to where he, where he begins to give his final statement in chapter seven. This is like his final illustrations, his final instruction, his final chapter seven you know, of Matthew, chapter seven of Matthew okay. is his, his final word. Right. So before, after he ends that section talking about, talking about treasures in heaven, he, Begins this section talking about anxiety, right? Worry, right? Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't want you to worry about what you're going to drink. And he gives these three illustrations. Look at the bird. Look at, yeah, that you know, look at the animals. Like, and look I at the lilies, them, right? God provides for them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Right? If God provides for them, why wouldn't he provide for you? Right. Yes. Right. So are you are you not important, right? So right. He's, he's basically telling them, like, don't worry about what they're doing, right? Don't worry about if you're if you're abandoned, right? God is going to take care of you. You don't need to serve these people. Right. right? You, don't to, you don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need mm-hmm. to become like, like these people in order to be wealthy or to be this or to be that. God's going to take care of you, right? Right. Yeah. God's going to take care of you. God's right? got you. Yeah. Right. Don't You're worry not, about it. Don't worry right? about trying to make that guy that's popular see you because you want to be popular too. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. And, and not only is he doing that, but when you when you pay attention to what he says in his last in his last section there, he's you have to imagine there's some Pharisees or somebody sitting in the crowd listening to what he's saying, right? Because right, he yeah. goes right to this, like, don't, he's like, you know, look, don't judge not that you not be judged, right? This idea, it's like, you don't have the right to judge anybody, right? For the, for with what you met, how can you pull the speck out of your brother's eye when you have a log in your own? 
So if you're a Pharisee sitting there listening to this, you're going, what? Oh, he's, he, oh, he's talking about me, isn't he? Right? Yeah. He's talking about me, right? Yeah. I kn- because you, you got to know, they know they he's don't practice what they preach. going after the guys that know the word oh. more than anybody else. Okay. They know that's they don't what practice. God is going after. Right. And that's, okay. in yeah. that situation, that's right. who he's talking to. He's right. talking to those people right. who know better yeah. and are right. doing it anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's not saying don't judge one another. Right. He's not saying I can't judge you. But it's it's a ju- it's a different kind of judgment. It's like mm-hmm. hey, like if I've got a problem, and I, let's say it's a, like I drink too much soda, or I eat too much. Okay, right? I shouldn't be going after you while I'm indulging myself in a bunch of pizza and cake. You know I'm what? Like, hey man, you need to lose you some weight. You need to weight. lose some weight. <laughs> right? yeah. that's, I got that's you. not okay. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. That's that's just being a complete right. hypocrite. That's what you preach type yeah. of system. Yeah, yeah, a hypocrite. Right. That's what he calls them all throughout. He's like, do not be like the hypocrites. Right. Yeah. Do not be like the hypocrites. Right. Instead of going, do not be like the Pharisees. He said, don't be like the hypocrites. Right. Everybody knows who the hypocrites yeah, are. Right. right. We don't have to talk about them. Right. And it could be multiple, say, multiple groups of yeah. religious teachers. Right. It could be multiple groups of people. It could be multiple groups of people who identify with different things. And Jesus is saying, look, I'm laying out the facts for you. If you want to be righteous, right. If you want to be. So this is the other one I forgot to mention. You go back to 520, right? Well, you know, hold on a second. Okay. The righteous thing. So that was one of the topics that I was thinking about um, when I was driving to work the other day. I was like, man, because he, he repeats it so many times, like the righteous, the righteous people, people right. who think that they're righteous, right? They, he'll say, oh, the righteous, right? And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that he's actually talking about everybody who thinks that they don't sin, right? right? That they're perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not just... It's not just, uh, I don't know. I, it's just, it's interesting to have that thought. Cause I didn't have that thought before. I'm like, Oh, the righteous people, he was just talking about the Pharisees who are claiming to be, you know, good. Right. right? But then I thought about it even further. I'm like, no, it's anybody who re- who thinks to themselves, I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's talking to you. Right. right. That's the problem. It's like, Oh, I, I, I don't know why it just, it clicked on for me on my way to work, but I was like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's rough because <laughs> every time you hear Jesus say that righteous, right. You go, Oh, he's talking to everybody who thinks I'm good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of God's good. Yeah. God's good. Yeah. I'm good. Reverse wow. it. Yeah. Yeah, reverse it. Nobody's, I mean, even Jesus, you know, was asked by the rich young ruler, good teacher. And he says, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. And Jesus himself was God. Why do you call me, like, are you saying that I'm God? Yeah. Right. You know, um, we, you only know that God is good, right? Like, no man is really that good, right? Nobody's really that yeah, good, right? right? And people, right. people get this idea in their head. It's like... Oh, well, I'm a good person. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. Yeah. I'll be, you know, God will bring me into heaven. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know what? Guess what? Talk. If you don't yeah, believe yeah. in his son, if you don't have Jesus, you're right. not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. You're going to the same place the rest of the world is. You need to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You need to be involved in the body and you need to be a participant of it. Yeah. You got to. And gotta, if you read you your Bible, know, if you read God, your Bible, right? you know, you know that that is exactly right. So I saw this thing that kind of makes, I guess, kind of sense. It's like, just to say, for example, it's like, I know we're friends, we're all friends with Michael Jordan, right? And we just don't know him. But then someone knows him. We're like, hey, he won these championships. He does this and he did that. He won the Olympics. He played for the Bulls. Okay. So you know about 
him, but mm-hmm. you don't know him. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like the same way where knowing him would be Jesus, like, hey, like, uh, Michael Jordan comes to my house and has dinner every Friday. Yeah, and I know, know him. It's like, like that what? with Jesus, right? We're talking about, right? We know about him, yeah. but a lot, a lot of, of us, people, like myself, we don't, we're not out there. We, we don't know him and we're. Right. That's okay as long as you're yeah as long as we're trying right? yeah, yeah that's I mean you're you're you're, you're a new you're a new Christian I'm so. new yeah I'm new <laughs> you're still learning yeah right? uh, you're still I'm, you're still discipling you know that's okay it's it's me. the people it's, who've like who decided that they don't want to grow anymore that they don't want to be a participant I so, think I've known him uh, enough I've stopped uh, here yeah. <laughs> hey guys I'm right. good so I figured it out I'm I'm going ahead and uh, call it because I'm I'm just that good today don't I worry I think about I got me. enough in the bank. Don't worry about me. I got I'm enough good. saved up. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you go to the end of uh, of chapter seven, right? After he gets done talking about all this stuff, he gives his final illustrations, gives his final, you know, mm-hmm. uh, spiel. He says, I'm going to give you one last illustration to help you understand what I've been saying this whole time, right? Okay. He says, he who hears these words of mine, right? Go ahead. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Chapter seven. He says, right? yeah, chapter seven, verse 24. <coughs> verse you got 24. it? Yeah. He says, yeah, he who hears these words of mine uh-huh. and does them will be like the wise man who built this house upon the rock, right? And the rains came and the, uh, or the, yeah, the rains fell and the floods came and that house did not stand because he built his house on the rock is something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, on the, the sand, one that right? doesn't listen is the one that puts it on the sand. So, yeah. So and the one that yeah. doesn't listen has it on the rock. So yeah. then he mirrors but that. But you have to realize, I was thinking about this one the other day too. Mm-hmm. And I realized something about this as well. It's like, they both heard the same message yep. because they both built the same house. Right. Right. right? The wise one on the rock and one in the sand. Because one of them was superficial and the other one wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and one, of them, one, one of them, one of them went like, they both heard it, but, I mean, like because if somebody of, told you like, hey, I know you guys are going to build two houses right there, but I recommend you build them side by side on that big old rock up there. Yeah. And one guy goes, I don't want to be next to that guy. Like I could build my house on there. It's going to be fine. There's not going to be any bad, yeah. nothing bad's going to happen. So right. the, the, the rains and the floods are illustrations of trials, mm-hmm. right? So in the midst of trials, where does your, how does your, how does your house stand, right? Mm-hmm. How does your foundation mm-hmm. built, right? If you, if you have a good foundation, a good framework and you're built on something solid, right. it's less likely to fall than somebody who's built their faith on sand, right? Um, if, if you have a good foundation, you may, if you, you have, built your faith right and there comes a point in your life where the storm is coming right yeah, the storm right. has come the yeah. storm is hitting you the light life is smacking you in the face and yeah you may you may break down to the very bare bones of what you believe and figure out why you believe it but you can always rebuild that mm-hmm. right it's the people who who and I'll say this again who allow their emotion to drive their faith that when things aren't going the way that they think they should go, they walk away because they didn't attach themselves intellectually, right? They didn't believe it because they knew it. They believed it because they were, they were motivated or they were, yeah, you know, they feeling, were feeling something. Feeling, right. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I say that because I've seen it, you know, I, I'm not saying that this is everybody. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not saying anything about anybody, but I've seen this type of faith before. Right. It's the people who, yeah, you know, they, they you know, um, again, I'll use this illustration for kids at Bible camp because that's where I've seen it. This one kid gets baptized and another kid gets baptized and another kid's, and they're doing it based on their emotion. Yeah. Well, like I need to do it. And it's not that it's a bad thing. It's not like you can't, you shouldn't, can or shouldn't get baptized, but you shouldn't get baptized based on the way you feel. You shouldn't get baptized wholly on the belief. 
on wholly on your emotion. Right. Okay. Because, because you know, what kind of foundation have you built? Right. Right. And this is why I say discipleship is so important. This is why I say reading your Bible, praying every day, building a routines, building habits, right. Building discipline in your life and saying, yeah, you know, every day I need to learn a little bit more about God every mm-hmm. day. I need to, I need to talk to God a little bit more. Right. And maybe there's something I've been thinking on that I haven't told God, but he already knows what you're thinking. Yeah, right. Right. So, but getting it off removes that weight mm-hmm. from your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Getting getting it out and saying, you know, God, I don't know what to do with this. Like, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take it from here because yeah. I have no idea what yeah, I'm doing. Pretty much, I have no idea where I'm going. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. God, you need to take. And that's where the trust is built, right? The trust is built in the midst of trials, right? Trust is built when you have nothing to turn to, and there's this. God who has never let you down, right? Has never done anything bad. I mean, when people say that it's because they haven't seen it, right? It's because they haven't seen God in the midst of the fire or either that or else they just didn't take the opportunity to go, hold on a second. Sorry, I'm getting preachy. Well, I mean, (laughs) you you gotta, you gotta think too, like, uh, where you go, Oh, maybe, maybe I should just give this up because there's nothing I can do about it. Right. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing for people to do because like, well, I don't want to use God as a wishing well. Mm. Okay, fine. Don't use him as a wishing well. I agree completely. Yeah. But <clears throat> there's th- certain things that are obviously out of out of your control, right? And if it's completely out of your control and you're like, ah, I'm going to give it up. Yeah. And and the apostle Paul talks about that a lot. He's like, hey, you sh- you should be giving this up all the time. You should be praying like that all right. the time. Um, which is somewhat differing point of view than some of the the things that Jesus has said, where he's mm-hmm. like, hey, pray in a closet. Yeah. Right. But I think he's saying that specifically to the people that are standing out on the road trying to preach by praying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So it's a little bit different um, conversations that's being had. Sure. Right. But it's still the same same concept. It's like you're. It's not for a show. I'm not praying for a show. I'm praying for something that I may need or something that is difficult for me or something that is difficult for Nick or something that's difficult for you, Caesar. Right. Yeah. And it's so that that I know that I can't help you, but maybe God can, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Maybe he needs to soften somebody's heart or maybe, maybe somebody's just, you know, something situation needs to happen where they get taken away from it. Right. Um, which is, which is interesting when you when you read like the book of Ezra, Mm. right. Yeah. Where it's not really, uh, you see God's hand working, but he's not really the forefront. He's not the, you know, what is it? How do you put that when you're reading reading a book where the the, the person who's God's actually, working in the background, right? He's in the background yeah. of he's not yeah. he's not in the forefront of the story, right. and yeah. so it's really interesting to see because you're like, oh, that's an interesting. Oh, yeah, that's I guess that's how God. Yeah. Right? Look at that, right? And then, but then in another in other books like in uh, uh, Kings or something like that, you'll see you'll actually see the hand of God. Yeah, we're doing this, mm, right? Yeah. And he'll do it. Right. But then there's other books where you read it and you're like, oh. That's how it's happening. That's that's how it's happening in the background. But then from a 30,000 foot view, this is how it's happening. Right. right. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. You got me off course again for the third time. Shame on you. Sorry, man. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. Um, we're talking about the end of Matthew chapter seven, right? So we're talking about the, the storms and the trials of life. Right. And we talked about the houses. The houses. Yeah. Well, we did talk about the houses. Yep. We talked about um, that. Yeah, and, and I I also think um, also think you you know you need to be careful 
I think this applies to everything, right? If you're careful who you're listening to, you'll be careful where you build your house. Mm. If you're careful, if you're careful what of what you're hearing and you're able to chew the meat and spit the bones out, mm-hmm. you won't let somebody who's trick you. Yeah. Who has ill will, right. To lead you down a path that, I mean, maybe that person wholeheartedly believes what they're saying is true. Right. right? But they just, they're, you know, for whatever reason, they, you know, think that what they're saying is better, right? Like this gets more people in the door, right? This gets more people in our church. Yeah. So like, I don't care about yeah. that. Right. I, what I care about is that some, when somebody commits their life to Jesus, that they're a disciple, right? That they're a student and a learner, right? That there's somebody who's gone through the process of going, okay, like if I'm really going to do this, what's the cost of it, right? If I'm really going to do this, have I really thought about, you know, what, what am I going to have to give up? Am I ready to give up? You know, am I ready to give up these things for God? And I think that's an important factor, right? That you have to be willing to set aside your will for God's will. It's, it's a thing that the, the, you know, the religious teachers of Jesus, they weren't willing to do, which is why they became so angry with what Jesus was doing because it was in contrast to what they were teaching. And it's the, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the same today. So, you know, when I think of discernment or I think of the idea of discernment, I know that's kind of a, sometimes it's a, that's a hard word for people. When I think of it, you can't, you really have to think about everything, you know, one, you're hearing two, you're seeing, right. Three, you're, you're involving yourself with it. So I get this illustration. Like I've had many times in my life, I have, uh, you know, undiagnosed ADHD or ADD or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and, uh, so I get hyper-focused on one thing and when I'm obsessed with something, I'm obsessed with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I get yeah. locked in. Like I'm just, I'm just, there's nothing that can pull me off. Of right. it. When I yeah. don't like something, I can't look at it for me. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to be involved in that. So I've had periods in my life where I become obsessed with certain things and I, and I learn them and I know them. And then it's like, it's, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn it, mm-hmm. you can't unlearn it. Right. And so for me, that's been with a lot of things like we're, you know, working on, you know, graphic design and that type of thing. All of those learning new things with graphic design. When I first started, I was terrible. When I first started, I didn't know anything. Um, and then as I, as I learned what to do and I learned what good graphics look like and I learned what good logos look like and I learned all these different things I developed. And now it's like, you know, I can create a, you know, a, I mean, a good yeah, example you create is some, create a create thumbnail some and just great things in, in a blink of an eye. Yeah. I yeah. And in the matter of seconds, mm-hmm. but I became obsessed with it for a while was why, why I got good at it. Right. Another thing is like shooting a bow, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just became completely and utterly obsessed with shooting a bow between 2017 and 2018. I mean, that was all I did. I shot my bow. I probably shooting. Uh, I probably got up to a point where I was shooting 150 to 200 arrows a day um, because I was mostly working from home. So in the morning when I got up and I was having a cup of coffee, I'd go out on my porch, get my bow, you know, sit it on my on my coffee table and shoot my bow from my front porch, right? And just practice and practice and practice and practice. And I go back in and work for a little bit. Come out and come back out an hour or two later and shoot my bow, and so I was at this point where I was just obsessed with shooting and learning and developing, and I got really good. I got to the point where you know I was shooting at sixty yards and I couldn't shoot at the same spot anymore mm-hmm. because I was 
I was knocking arrow into arrow. Right. You know, I was, you know, they call it Robin hooding. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so when I become obsessed with something locked into something, there's not much that gets me off of it. And sometimes we get, we get obsessed or we get involved or we get, we get listening to one person and we can't get off of it. And that leads us down a path we can't return from. Right. Or that it may take, you know, maybe we go down this path for a long period of time and there may be a hard road back. You know, there may be like, you know, you may, you know, you may take a belief or take a stance or take a, take an idea on something and you may burn some bridges along the way. And then when you realize that the whole time you were wrong or the whole time you didn't treat that person right, or the whole time you didn't, you know, you didn't do something, it may take you years of self-reflection to get to that point. You're like, how do I get back there? Right. Yeah. How do I undo that? Right. It's going to be quite a journey back. Yeah. And so, and so that's the whole idea of like, how do I contemplate? How do I think? How do I, mm-hmm. what do I do? What do I do when I'm making a big decision? Right. What do I, who do I consult? Right. Um, you know, if I don't hear anything back, what do I, what's my, what's my response? Right. What, what do I, you know, and, and then what are, what are the realities of each path I can choose to take? And that's the idea of discernment. Right. Um, so any final comments? Well said. Well said. <laughs> Sorry. Well said. You don't like being preached at Justin? No, it's okay. Okay. I don't mind. Because uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't derail you again. Derail cause me? Because right. I was going to go a different okay. direction, but it's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. Because I, well, I was going to just talk about, because um, I did mention it earlier on, it's like uh, when you go to different churches uh, that may believe something different than what you believe, mm. right? But the only way you get there is by what you were talking about is having that zeal yeah, for reading and understanding what God's world word is. Right. I mean, cause you have to realize this is inspired utterance of God. Yeah. Right. He wrote it to you. Not only is it a love letter, but it's also telling you how to live. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, and the book is written in such a way that you can uh, take a lot of the things that happened in the Old Testament. I know a lot of people will say, oh, I don't want to read the Old Testament. But when you take it and you use it as an in-sample for what, what, okay, what did they do? Okay, yeah, I understand what they did. I don't want to fall into that trap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and move away from it. And it's really easy to fall into those traps uh, with, with new preaching uh, mm-hmm. because they're most... No offense to new preachers, I don't know. But most of the churches that I've been to that are more uh, liberal, I guess I should say, yeah. they're they're just trying to get people in the door mm. so they can have money. It's got yeah. nothing to do with leading somebody to Christ. I mean, mm. I might be misunderstanding, but I've been to a lot of those churches and they're 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 clearly not preaching. Their message the message is clearly uh, yeah, something it's else. Skewed. Like it's cute. Yeah. But maybe they are maybe they had maybe they do have good intentions. Maybe they just didn't study it's enough. It's another way of interpreting things. Right. Yeah. And so so one of the things that I was going to say about that is like, look, <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes when I, uh, when I'm digging through my trash can, I could find some good things in there. Right. I could still learn something. I can still learn something from somebody, even though I don't like their complete right. message. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. So right. I'm not going to go to a church and like, just start listening and go, Oh man, this is garbage. And then just not pay attention at all. Yeah. Cause there might be something in there that's, that's useful. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's kind of how I've, I've approached it, even though maybe I go to a church that I just don't like, or I just don't Except like the way preachers they preach. that put you to sleep. Right. Or <laughs> yeah, well, even then I try to stay awake cause maybe they got something good to say. Right. I mean, but I, yeah, 
what I, I guess what I'm saying is, of a goldfish that's extremely challenging for me when somebody's not really engaging, excited, you know, enthusiastic yeah. to to really lock on to what they're saying. So that's my problem, you know. That's yeah, my, that's a hard problem. Yeah, sometimes I think a lot of the preacher itself sometimes <laughs> just it could mind. be just the wrong message, right? right. I mean, you could, could be. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't think you know. Going back to a couple of weeks back when we were talking about churches and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm gonna go shoot because I'm just not in it. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. But I, I don't know. I still have time for. I still think life group. Yeah, I've definitely got time for that. Mm. Right. Because it's, it's a different, <laughs> a different atmosphere, a different type of things to do. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just hit your foot on not on purpose. Oh, I thought we were playing footsies. Or I was like, footsies. Hey, hey. So I was t- me telling you to shh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. So just, I was, no, it's okay. No, so I'm since, just kidding. So since I'm we had kidding. an interesting last Tuesday, yeah, right. I think we should discuss it again. Mm-hmm. Is which is we had what four four different episodes where we talked had two different intros for yeah. those four episodes. Yep. Uh, two of those intros, Caesar introduced the podcast. Would you mind? Introducing us so that people can hear. <clears throat> no. So um, I kind of have a style that I think I like the the podcast to kind of start off as. Um, the way that I kind of like is the way is. Well, er- welcome everyone. We welcome back you. We welcome you back to the back pew. We thank you for listening to us wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening. And thank you for joining us. So, and then we get into our discussion. Right. Just that little. Just that little. Intro, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a standard intro that I think, but... Yeah, we don't know. So this is why we're asking. And then Nick had another one, right? What was it, Nick? I don't remember. What was your start? I don't remember. It's Nick more of a more natural... Like, more, yeah, like I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just like, I just like the start. Like, hey, that's kind of where I like start podcasts. I mean, I'd be like, no. you know, I also like the idea of just like, you know, hey, we're live. Uh, how yeah. you guys doing? You know, that kind of that yeah. stuff where yeah. it's just a little start. It's kind of clear that we're starting. But the cool, the, the cool thing... Yeah, I, I, natural, I guess you could say that Nick has more of a natural flow, just kind of like, oh, hey, welcome back. And then... I want it to be we, casual. We're going to... We kind of just start in the conversation while mine is more of a introduction sure. kind of thing we're no experts i mean well yeah, that's why we're fancy, asking right we want to know we want to know what you think you know? right? we should probably put this out on our instagram because i don't even think i don't think anybody we should i mean we i've got no zero emails really from, yeah no. what's going on i thought you email. had an oh, email or a link tree? nobody emails man i've been getting followers i get like a crazy. lot of responses on i got the, the 69th follower when when i was at uh um where was i the other day i was eating pizza yeah. And I got a follower that day, the number 69. I was like, hey, what's going on, Gabriel? And he's like, what's up, dude? And I was like, I'm in a podcast. He's like, what? So I gave him the link tree. Yeah. Bam. Followed just like that. Boom. I think I think also, maybe I don't know, but maybe we should have had this at the beginning of the episode. What? This yeah. little part right here, this intro. Yeah, but... You know, the, the true listener is going to take it uh, all the yeah. way to the end. Well, yeah. You know true. what I mean? Well, I want well, them to... You know, if if nothing else, I mean, we should just put it out on Instagram. All right. Which one do you like better? Right? Yeah, which sure. Why like not? Better, right? Why not? Um, you know, what kind of what kind of intro do you like? What I kind think of that should be a great idea is put it out on we'll Instagram. We don't have to worry about it right now. We're trying different things. It's all good. Yeah. I don't think we have to That's the least important thing on the show. <laughs> I mean, we have good... We had a good discussion tonight, too. I think that was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot more uh, coherent than, <laughs> than our last uh, unnamed, uh, unpublished episode. So, uh, I, I'm I'm happy with this one. Cool. Last week I was like, "Wake up, Nick." <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thanks again, guys. Thanks for your work. I appreciate you uh, putting in the time and learning the stuff and giving some giving the discussion some value. So, thanks, Caesar. Good, job. good questions. Everyone, Always yeah. good questions, man. I should send you the materials so you can ask them, so you can you can look it over and then just like write down your questions. <laughs> right. So you yeah. can just cut us off. That's right. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Next. I love it. Signing next off. time, we'll see you on the back pew. Pew 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 pew. Thanks again for listening to the back pew. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, hit that plus button so you can know every time we upload to Spotify and Apple. We'll see you soon.